Good evening, Manay. How are you? Vex. Oh, God. <sighs> so, uh, so I want my cherry <laughs> I know, I want a drink as well, but we should have thought about that, you know, when we got here. We should have thought about that. <sighs> How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm glad that this year is over. It's been yeah. a great year, but this year was, was survival, man. Survival of the fittest. Is, so I think everybody can relate to that. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that, you know, that I'm seeing the back of this year. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's it, really. Good lass. Same. It's, just forgiving. it's giving very much same. I can relate. Oh, honestly. Like, guys, so a um, couple of days or a week before, both me and Mene's birthdays, we hey. both caught COVID. Yeah, we both caught COVID. <laughs> She's why we've been away. So also, happy birthday, Sam. Thank you. Happy birthday, babe. Thank you. <laughs> so I've been, I've been birthdayed up for the last week. When was my birthday? Last Monday. Your birthday was on Sunday. It was. It Sagittarius was. Queens. Honestly, the fact that we have birthdays a week apart is super cute. We had birthdays <laughs> a week apart. And before our birthdays, Cindy was like, hey, Manay, let's go celebrate our birthdays together. What are we finna do? And she was like, let's go to this life drawing class. It was fun. I said, all right, cool. Let's go to this life drawing class. <laughs> Lo and behold, we went to life drawing class. You know, we had a great time. We drank, we <laughs> ate, we drew some dingalings. And um, the next day, we felt fucked up. <laughs> oh, my days. So, um... The place that we went to is a lovely place. The girl, so she's so lovely, like very, um, very lovely. Wicked lovely event. girl, lovely girl. Um, and so I, I'm not really involved with with um, cannabis. I'm not really involved with <laughs> in that. <laughs> but you know, I love a good edible here and there. So I had an edible, and it was fucking me up. Do you want to know why it was fucking me up, guys? Because um, I started to get paranoid, and the voice in my head was like, "Bitch, you know you got COVID, right?" <laughs> myself like nah man i ain't got no covid i ain't got no covid it's calm it's fine but the next day came i cooked something extra spicy and the food was just not like i couldn't taste it i could not taste it then we took a test guys the way cindy <laughs> was coughing in my car i was like brother you're right like are you okay like is everything all right i am <laughs> it's like oh no smokers cough <laughs> no i generally thought you know it's just a smokers cough like it's nothing blah blah we were trust us to get covid at the same time yeah yeah (laughs) and we were fighting for our lives you know that whole week yeah well yeah those whole that whole 10 days if i didn't have money i don't know what i would have done no seriously if you if you get covid try and get it with your brethren in it get with your best no that's no honestly hold on wait wait don't get covid guys (laughs) look what i'm promoting don't get covid (coughs) but if you have to get covid with a mild case of covid um get it with your bedroom yeah just get you know what get it with your friend man yeah do you know what i mean yeah. i'm not talking about like obviously it's it's mad in it covid's mad i know it's a lot of people that have been hospitalized and gone through yeah. wars yeah ours was just like a bad flu i yeah. think it hit you first because you couldn't taste or smell yeah and so that was like that was like the monday the tuesday the tuesday night mm. is i was at my i was in my house mm. and i was drinking something and i was just like yo my dog i really don't feel right like i, I really, really don't all yeah. happened to you. i was like you yeah. know what yeah i actually feel like i could faint right now but i was thinking mm. i'm i'm doing too much man i'm yeah. doing too much yeah and i remember asking my mom i was like 
I can't sleep because I, my body's in so much pain, almost like I think I'm just overtired. So mm. I got ibuprofen, I slept. And I remember before I was sleeping, my body was in so much pain that I had to go on Headspace. Shout out Headspace. Shout out to Headspace. Man. I love some Headspace. And and figure out like um, what meditation I could do to help sleeping with pain. Like there's mm. actually a specific like meditation with that to help you sleep when you're in so much pain. I did mm. that, I fell asleep. And I woke up. And I get my, you know, my my normal annual, or not annual, uh, daily message from Sin. And she was like, no, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. You're gonna have to get tested because I've got COVID. As she said that, I said, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I have it too. I have it too. I hadn't, I hadn't even gone and tested myself, but I knew something was not fucking right. Because I had my taste and smell. <laughs> I went to the pharmacy. I got a test. This is, this is, it was like the two, Wednesday. Yeah, it was like... It was the Wednesday. It was literally just two weeks under, like, before my birthday. Mm. And I saw the red line. And I said, nah, you might have taken the piss. Like, the two red lines in it. And I said, like, nah, you must be lying. And I took another one. And I took another one. Girl, I took three tests like I was pregnant. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, nah, man, I ain't got no damn COVID. I took three. When I saw two, when I saw two even though the faint red line, I said, it's over, man. I need to call me now. It, it was... It was over for all of us. Yeah, it was it dead. Was dead. It was a dub. Cindy and I FaceTimed like we could have, we've never FaceTimed in our lives. Um, we tried to find new activities to do, like trying to watch Family Guy together and it just didn't bang, <laughs> didn't bang for us. Um, I got drunk in my room. Oh my God, so did I. Um, <laughs> we slept, I've never slept like that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just checked, I, I checked my sleep app um, today. No, yesterday, because I, I haven't been sleeping well this week. Mm. And I was thinking, you know what? Compared to how I was sleeping like the last two weeks, mm. how is that? Like, how is that? I slept last week on average fifteen hours a night. Wow. It was cra- like it was. It was, it was crazy. crazy. It was crazy. And I think, do you know, like what it is with COVID? The reason as to why it kind of shocks me is because like I'm. Um, like ex- incredibly clean mm. i sanitize everything even like main corridors in my building i'll sanitize that like the bathrooms i always wash my hands i don't really have like like people in my space as much so like when this happened like it really irritated me because i followed the covid rules mm-hmm. it wasn't like you know when things were happening in the first and second lockdown and people were still mixing in homes and stuff. i wasn't doing that like it was it was very like you know you're not supposed to be here i was like okay cool so for like for me to have caught it, and on top of that, what takes the piss out of it was that my health was so good for two years, and for me to just go like for it to come like like full value like that, I was like, oh god. I have never felt anything like that in my life. Yeah, yeah. It was not a nice experience, and the same. This was like, you know, I bring my little sanitizer. Like you know, if I go <clears> on the tube, I make sure like I wear I wear my mask. Yeah. You know, I'm not wearing my clothes like that I wore on the, on like TFL like in my house like on yeah. the beds and whatnot yeah. and covid licked me down like yeah. that it was like it was just really like i get i get your frustration because i was <sighs> so fucking frustrated like it just I, it turned everything upside down there were certain things that i just couldn't do like we love coming to this podcast and we weren't even able to come here like mm. like for a number of weeks so we had to push so many things back and like it was just really upsetting even the whole like having to isolate mm. like not being able to go outside and stuff like that like it was a lot like it, not it was being able to lot. come out of my room my mother does not play 
Hey, my next mom was making me laugh. I'm not gonna. <laughs> my mom was. Te- she said, "Brother, I when I when I when you say I stayed for ten days, I was up in that bitch for ten days. And my mom brought black bags. She put them <laughs> in my room. She's like, one's your bin, one is your um, your like for your clothes. Because she wouldn't even let me put my my clothes in the the normal basket. She was like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope." She made me put it in a separate bag. Sorry, I'm screaming. Every time I came out of my room to even go to the bathroom, she, she didn't even use the same bathroom as me. She used the downstairs bathroom. She made me spray the hallway every single time. Like I would go from my room. My room is next to the bathroom. Yeah. From my, my, my room to the bathroom, spray the handle, spray the air. She would, she would shout from her room, spray the air. <laughs> I was like... She was, your mom was making me laugh. No. I'm never going to lie to you. She was really making me laugh. She, she would not look at me from the landing. Like I was upstairs on the landing. She wouldn't peek down like peek up at me from downstairs because she was like I can't come any closer you know it's a two Aww. minute distance it's a two meter distance yeah, right yeah and she would not look d- like at me from about 10 meters <laughs> okay that's a bit that's a bit of a it top, was funny it was a, big, it was a lot of meters it, it was funny it was oh, funny but um went through it. to close our little um covid rant um guys just please be careful sanitize everything please wear a mask oh, um God. If you get your symptoms, um, because a lot of people, I've, I've been reading a lot of tweets about, you know, Wizkid, and mm. a lot of people clearly had COVID or have caught COVID. And make sure they went. Like, don't be selfish because you don't want to self-isolate. Like, there is still a global pandemic going on. Demo panic. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can't really trust the prime minister that we have or the government that we have. Please be careful and be considerate of other people. And that's Please, it. because... We were excited about our birthdays and yeah. we got out by the skin of our teeth. We, 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 we celebrated, but by a fucking sliver. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was, it was very much, I was, I was ready to cancel my birthday. I was like, this is not going to happen so, for so, us. So was I. So was I. It was, yeah, it was, it was really upsetting and it is a major setback, but obviously for the safety and the health of others, you know. Hmm. When I saw that know. negative thing, if you saw the way I was screaming in my yard. I saw the negative I was test so and I, I, happy. I think the whole of my area, my whole road must have heard me. I was, I was elated. I was elated. That's so good to hear. But I'm glad that you're okay now. I'm glad that you're okay now. Thank you. We had a great time, as great as it can be with COVID. We did. Um, we got sick of Netflix. We did. We got sick of all sorts of, of stimulation. We rested. We recouped. We got healthy mm-hmm. again. We are back. Mm-hmm. Back it again with the white vans. So yeah. I've got a topic that I want to bring up. What is it? I don't trust you when you make that face. Tion Wayne finally oh, paid Lani. Tion Wayne paid Lani. The debt. Finally paid his How debt. How long has this been happening for two years? I think it's since last year. I'm sure it's since last year. Brother. It was best. I think I think maybe like someone was putting pressure on him. The he label, was definitely pressured. Like the management was like, brother, this is not going to go away. Yeah. You've tried to ignore it for long enough. You gotta pay her, and you know if you got more than a million savings, pay the just pay the girl. So what, what, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, um, I'm just like sincerely glad that she that that happened to her because um, I can't relate to things like that. Like that's that's never happened to me. But I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of women that you know put their trust in someone and you know the guy finessed them, whether it was um using their car details to to do illegal activity or whatever, like. That is, it's a lot. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you can try to get on with your life and stuff like that, but when the bailiffs are knocking on your door for something that you had nothing to do with while they're living their best lives, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, she got her. She she, she got her debt cleared, man. She yeah, got her debt cleared. Finally, it's a big win for her, man. Good for you. It is a big win. When someone's done you dirty like that, put the pressure on, man. Because 100. to leave you in debt is not a joke. Not in this in this Britain where it's hard enough as it is. And I think, do you know what makes it worse about it? It's that it's not as if it's just a regular man that did that. And, you know, you could go about your business and whatever. Like, who the fuck wants to see their ex bragging about how much he, like, how much he makes and taking these excursions to, to Dubai every two minutes? Like, who the fuck wants to see that when there are literally bailiffs knocking on my door for, like, for a debt to be cleared? Mm. And I've already told you about, like, with that situation, unfortunately... Let me get him to my lawyer bag. <laughs> but unfortunately, when issues like this arise and you holler at the the um the debt management people and you're like, this is not my debt. Um, my ex did this to me or my boyfriend did this to me. They've heard that cock and bull story several times. Mm. They, you know, they'll turn around and they'll be like, well, I'm sorry, but your name is on there and sorry, your details. Yeah, it's peak. You still have to pay. That's just sad, man. It's not fair. Yeah, no, it is very peak. I'm glad that she... um. She got what she deserves. Yeah. Um, and I just hope that they clear her name. Do you know what I mean? I hope it doesn't affect her. She hasn't been blacklisted from anything like that, mm. that debt and that all her credit is is cool. Um, yeah. Don't do fuck these people. Speak, Simple as that. Speaking of credit, yeah. I'm not going to lie, but I feel like that whole credit system needs to be abolished. It literally does. Um, there are a lot of people that made like that have made their mistakes probably when they were younger and now you know they probably have better money management and whatnot and you know you turn around and you look at your your credit report and there, there's a debt that was settled or a debt that's still de- like in default from when you were 18 that's not fair like, it's, it's not just, fair it's, it's not, not fair, fair at all but they're never gonna allow that to happen they're not they need that control they need it's a classism a, thing yeah of course yeah classism capitalism yeah they need to be able to have that control and yeah. be like, well, you know what? You're not very, you're not very liable, are you? Like, you're not very reliable. So, um, don't know if we can give you that. It's just sad. And then on top of that, when you like, when you do build your credit score, it's like one small thing. Like, you could mm-hmm. be behind on one payment, like, and boom, it's down again. Yeah. And it takes years to build your credit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what angers me, which is why like, we need to call for the credit um system to be abolished. It's I think gonna it's going to get worse because I think Probably. is it in china where they're doing like this camera thing like oh they're doing like why do you think because you, do you know carry what I'm gonna on. Say? No. but it's like facial recognition yeah and it's basically almost like a social credit score so like if you're if you're behaving badly in public that will affect like things that you're able that's to not get f- like okay all right if right, you're like okay. spitting on the road if you're like graffiti caught graffiti in how like, is that right Brother, it's all control. It's How all is that control. morally right? So, if anything, it's only going to get worse. So, people, watch out. I'm just going to say, this is why the world is so corrupt, and this is why I steal. Like, this is why I'm a thief. That went left. What? This is why I steal. <laughs> Wait, what? Steal yeah. what? Oh, sorry. It's just self-checkout stuff. Um, guys, I'm not a seasoned thief. Okay. So, everybody just calm down, okay? I'm not a part of the money heist <laughs> cast, okay? Wow. Everyone just calm down. Well, the world is so corrupt that this is why at self-checkout, things that cost £15, I walk away and it's £1. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know if you are. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave the mind to wonder. <laughs> do you want to get started on these stories? I do want to get started on these stories, but there's one more thing that I need to bring <clears throat> up. Go on. <clears throat> Cindy is upset with me. 
because I have not seen the Goonies. Oh, God. How can she not have seen The Goonies? Like, and I haven't seen... What's the other film I haven't seen? The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston in it. Like, I know the gist of the story and I've seen, like, clips of it and stuff, but I just never watched it, like, th- like from beginning to end because I feel like when I used to, like, be like, okay, I'm going to watch it, mm. I've seen all two and a half hours and I was thinking, who's got time for that? Yeah, I'm so not going to lie. Films back in the day used to be long because I think I was watching The Goonies the other day and I was like, I don't remember this being this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Films back in the day were long. I don't know. Steven Spielberg then, was like, I'm going to give you the experience. I don't know. Saying that, I went to go see Dune. I don't know what that is. Because my little sister, she loves Timothy Chalamet. Shout out to Lou. Um, I, I don't even know who the actor is. Okay, let me show you a picture. Let me show you a picture of who my little sister seems to be in love with. She just dropped her name, and like Timothy Chalamet. Like, also, like that man plays my My boyfriend bills. loves him as well as an actor. He I'm supposed he's a to know who actor. that is. So they bond over him because they're just like, yeah, he's a great actor. Like, that man pays my bills. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why I bring Timothy Chalamet up is... No, he's a good-looking lad. He's okay. not ugly. Okay. Cindy, so you're rude, man. I never said anything. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, okay. I don't see the hype, personally. But, you know, clearly people do, which is why he's doing so well. So, shout out to him. That film, Dune, mm-hmm. is nearly three hours long. I was in that cinema with my parents, my sister, and my boyfriend. And I was looking at everybody just like... So are we gonna live in here? Like, should I get my pajamas? Should like, I don't like. Should I brought my blanket? Because it got about halfway through the movie mm. to the probably about the hour and a half, hour and forty five minute mark where a normal movie would finish, mm. or a standard movie would finish, and he basically had to go watch another movie. I think if that's the case, if you want to watch long films, you might as well watch Roots. Then I have watched Roots. You know, have you? Oh, yeah, I've watched it. I will never watch that again, though. I. Don't see myself watching that again. I uh, I, I oh. think um, obviously I watched it when I was <clears throat> younger, um, so obviously I was very emotional. But I think if I was to watch something like that now, I'd just be really angry. So you got to refrain from doing that, innit? Yeah, I watched the New Generation one when it came out on BBC. Like it, it would have been a while ago now. I remember watching that one. I don't really, I didn't really think the casting made sense, but. <laughs> BBC, what'd you expect? True. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and the last thing that I wanted to bring up as well mm-hmm. to be on top and topic. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just send love and respect and peace to those that were lost in the school shooting done by Ethan Crumbly. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty you. Yeah. And Bonnie's parents too. Everybody yeah. needs to go to jail. They do. Um, they absolutely do. Um. You know, it's never it's never nice to hear about school shootings. It's mm-hmm. never nice to hear about you know these innocent people um, losing their lives just for literally existing. Can you imagine? You just wake up one day and you're on your way to school and you don't know that you know you're gonna start barricading the doors or you're gonna be like playing suicide on the floor. It's it's a lot. So my heart does go out to the friends and the families, um, the partners, everyone that you know lost some like lost great people. It's just out of order. Um, Let's pray for the healing of the people that were affected by Definitely. Oxford High School shooting uh, and that you continue to heal. And yeah. him and his parents need to go to jail. <laughs> Prison. <laughs> they need to go under the jail. <laughs> no, they, no, they definitely do. Because at some point you do need to hold the parents accountable. Yeah. You, know, you do. You, you do. do. There were so many. There were so many points within that whole story and the run up to that, to the unfo- like awful event mm. that, you know, this situation didn't have to happen. Yeah. The, the school alerted 
them multiple times. They, they saw warning signs that this kid, you know, a lot was going on. And the family just, again, condoned it. So, I, Do you know what I, I simply, like, see, which is an issue in white America? Um, from a very early age, like puberty, they know that they're kind of... They're, these kids are, are turning into monsters or they have they're showing like signs of antisocial behavior or like something and i think they just kind of gloss it over and just think well no you know he's just, he's just a loner or he's just this and it's he's just that and you're already building a story mm. for someone that could be a potential sociopath in the future mm. do you know what i mean yeah. instead of actually attacking the issue like if there is something wrong with him. Maybe he watches extreme porn or maybe, you know, he like he's into too many violent things. If he's showing you those signs, nip that in the bud. Yeah. You know, I'm never going to make it a white American thing. I think with all kids, yeah. literally with all kids, if you know that your child is turning out to be a little ba- bastard, yeah, sorry for cussing out you guys as kids, but if you know that he's like he or she is turning out to be that way, you know, you need to nip that in the bud ASAP so we don't have to deal with tragedies like that. Yeah. It's awful. Because they got blood on their hands. Them parents have blood on their hands. And then they, they had the audacity <clears> to, ob, uh, like, abscond. Of course they're, they're, they're going to abscond. Pathetic. But they've been caught. So, you know, I hope all three of them, they're, they're dealt with. They're dealt with. They're, um, they're dealt with the same way that Omad Arbery, is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. How all of the three defendants were dealt with. Because I'm sure that those people wanted to walk. But I don't know if you saw the footage mm-hmm. of how they grabbed I saw, him. I saw that footage. Disgusting. They need to get dealt with. And I'm glad they did. Do you know what it reminded me of? It it was very... It reminded me of um, slave owners catching a runaway no, slave. It, it, gave, it very much gave lynching. Do you understand? Like it's the, it's the way that there was two that was like... There was that like one that was grabbing, one that was getting the gun ready, and one that was just recording everything. Like, it was... It was it was really sickening. Like, I, I cried. Like... Went on a run. So, brother, deal with this kid and his parents. No person, no parent should be sending their children to school and do not see their child come home from school. Period. Yeah. And I, I... We want justice! We do. No, no, no. We definitely do. We definitely do. And um, he's exactly where he needs to be and he shouldn't be walking. He should not be walking. And they need to try him as an adult. I think they are going to try him as an adult. Well, they better because no person should live in fear. You're sending your child to school and school should be a safe space mm-hmm. for your kids. Mm-hmm. It's where they see their friends. It's where they learn. You know, it's where they, you know, it's a coming of age thing. It's mm-hmm. where you, you grow to be, you know, the young adult that you could possibly be in the future. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way that kids should go to school and, you know, you're getting phone calls or you're seeing on the news that something has happened in your child's school. It's fucked. Exactly. It's fucked. So prayers and, um, yeah, healing to those affected. Yeah. And to all the innocent lives lost. Mm-hmm. We're going to jump into these stories. Yeah, let's do it because we were talking for time, you know. Sorry. It's only half an hour, though. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, Monet's going first. And what story are you doing this week, babe? Right. This week, Oopsie. I'm going to do The Barry Death. It's something yeah. I've wanted to do a little, for a little while. I was okay. watching it on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it was um, called The House of Secrets. We've given you enough time to watch it now, guys. So if you don't like spoilers, I would say to zone out now. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do it for a little while. And then um, I got sick with COVID. So, um, <laughs> you know. And Fucking COVID. That's how it goes. I don't know. I don't know. That's how it goes in the demo panic. <laughs> we need to go to bed. Right, here we, we go. 
Barari death. So we're going to start in Sant Nagar <coughs> in Barari, which is basically a parish in Delhi in India. Okay. And this is the story of the Chandawa family, who were also known as the Bhatia family. Mm-hmm. Um, Neighbours knew them well. They owned a grocery shop and a plywood business in the Barari area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's close in the community. They were a family that was loved and appreciated and valued within the community. Mm-hmm. And a very shocking thing happens to this family and we're going to get into it. Let's get into it then, babe. Okay. Also, excuse my voice. My voice is mash up and crack up. Get some I feel like it's fine, but... It feels like my throat is closing. Oh no, stay away from me. Didn't you hear I was voice noting yesterday and it was just too much was going on? When I thought you just woke up, I'm not gonna lie. No, <laughs> it wouldn't it would it was like that the whole day. My best advice is just squat, swallow a whole scotch bonnet, you'll be fine. You're so fucking West Indian, I swear <laughs> down. My god, you know you know you toss <laughs> You know West Indians are always like they always recommend something hot or rum. <clears throat> oh yeah, rum will do you good man. Mm. Especially the white one will do you good. Nice raise. Raise is not nice. It's not, is it? The worst alcohol going. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay, go on. Right. <clears throat> so on the 1st of July, 2018, around 7.15am, Gertrude Singh, who would regularly go on a morning uh, on a morning walk with his friend Latit, um, on the phrase, one of the members from the Chandawat family, Went to their family residence after noticing that, um, I want to say, oh, sorry, it's not Lalit, it's Lalit. I just wrote it wrong here. Lalit. That's fine. After noticing Lalit's uh, absence and also that both shops were still not open and it was about 7, 7.30 and they drew to open around 5, 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So Gertrude found the door of the house to be open from the inside and the house was deadly quiet. Upon arriving into the house, he sees 10 people. Uh-oh. And they're all hanging. Oh, my God. All together. How, how old was the, the person that discovered this? He was a big man. Oh, okay. I'm going to say maybe in his 30s or 40s. Well, so he it was, still doesn't change. You no, know, it's not going to change the, yeah. the, the impact of that. That yeah. is a horrific sight. Yeah. To even see one person like that, yeah. let alone 10 people, all together, right? Mm. Um, and so he, of course, he's in shock. He's... He's like, what the hell is going on? He raises an alert to, to the other neighbours because mm-hmm. that's what you do when you're in shock. Um, and of course, she called the police uh, and they arrive for about 7.30 a.m. So an officer who grew up there attended the scene and he saw people literally running out of the house crying. Like, it's mm. a shocking scene. It is. And obviously he goes in, he investigates and he looks up and he sees 10 people hanging from a metal grill in the ceiling. There's also another woman hanging opposite them. Um, And the mother of the family is also dead on the floor by her bed. So she's not hanging. She's the only one that's not hanging. Yeah, she's the only one that's not hanging. But it is 10 people. It's 11 people together. 10 people are hanging, one person's on the floor. Right, right, right. So it's 11 people. Um, so they're hanging with their um, with their faces completely covered with material taken from a single bed sheet. Mm. Their hands and feet are tied with phone wire. Their mouths are covered with tape and they also have cotton in their ears. Um, okay. From the youngest age, unfortunately, poor baby was 15 years old. And the oldest person that died was eight years old. And that's the mother that was 
like on the floor no. dead there's seven females hanging mm-hmm. and there's four males mm-hmm. and the only kind of sound that's heard from around the house is their dog that's tied up above the grate on the, on the roof not the dog um but he's he's alive okay. he's just barking <sighs> And, okay. he's, and he's probably like, what the fuck is going on? Bless him. So traumatised. It must be so no, traumatised. No, it must be so horrible because, you know, that's your family. And yeah. something's awful. And dogs, like, animals know when something's not right. something. Yeah, they definitely can. So, excuse me if I get these, wrongs, uh, these names wrong, but I'm going to go through their names. So, we go have um, Narayani Devi. She's 80. She was the mother of Bhuvanesh, Lalit, and Pratiba. We've got Bhuvanesh, her son. He was 50. Um... He, and he was her eldest son mm-hmm. we have uh lalit which he was 45 um and that was the friend of that was his friend that, that found them all hanging so mm-hmm. i would assume that he was around a similar age and in the documentary he does seem around that age mm-hmm. we've got savita um he was uh she was her um daughter-in-law and she was 48 we have tina she was 42 also her daughter-in-law we have pratiba 57 she was um, the daughter of uh, Narayani, the 80-year-old woman. Mm. We have Priyanka. He was 33. He was the daughter of Pratibha. We have Neetu. He was uh, 25, uh, the eldest daughter of Bhuvanesh. We have Manaka. He was 23, the youngest daughter of Bhuvanesh. Mm. We have Dorv. I want to say that. Hopefully I said that right. Mm. Um, and that's he was 15. Uh, the only son and youngest child of Bhuvanesh. And we have Shivam, who was also 15, and the the son and only child of Lalit. Mm. So as I said, the dog, the dog was on the family uh, on the family's roof. He was named Tommy, and he was the only survivor of the house. Um, and when he was found, he had a high fever because, you know, he'd been up on the roof. And of course, this is, where are we? We are in July in India. So it's hot. What year was this again? 2018. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was very recent. I thought this tragedy was like in the seventies or something. This no. is what you do, these kind of stories that you usually hear. Yeah. yeah. When I heard it was twenty eighteen, I was like, What? How did I not see this? Mm. Like how did I not I've never heard of this. Even on Twitter, even on Yeah. Like but I think maybe it was like a big sensation and I don't know how we I don't know how I didn't see it. Yeah. I don't know, but there yeah. we go. Um so it wasn't clear who tied the dog up and he was taken to an animal centre after being rescued. But unfortunately, Tommy also died um, three weeks later on the 22nd of July after having a heart attack. I think from all the stress of everything. Yeah, I can absolutely imagine. Like, dogs are like babies. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? As Cindy always says in my DMs, she sent me the 6,000th puppy of the day. I love dogs. They're like babies. I'm sorry, yeah, so let's go off topic. But I must have read somewhere that the reason as to why dogs are excited to see when you walk through the door is that they don't like to them you could be gone for like an hour and to them it's years so it's like literally to grow up. it's like literally seeing a friend so they're just like oh my god i haven't seen you in 10 years and it's like you saw me like six hours ago <laughs> like, i find that so cute about dogs honestly that is actually really cute i love animals man so do i i do love me some animals um so yeah so obviously um if you don't know it's popular tradition in india uh, that you know multiple generations do live in one home it's it's normal to have grandparents parents and young children that also uh, live in the house together and like i said the family was really loved and valued by members of the community um they saw them as their own family um they were highly highly religious they were devout to god they went to the temple all the time mm-hmm. um they were just good vibe people um and so 
what made the situation even more strange, uh, despite the fact that they were loved and, you know, always in great moods and just happy people, was that 10 days prior to when they all died, mm-hmm. it was uh, the engagement party, this massive engagement party for 33-year-old Priyanka. Um, and a lot of the community went to this event and no one detected that anything would be wrong. No, none the wiser, right, mm-hmm. right. Because I think the, the older I get anyway, ah, oh my God, you the more you realise that you will never know what's going on behind closed you, doors. You don't. Like, you don't. Re- truly, you would never know. You might have an inkling, you know, every so often you might find out, but realistically, when you, sometimes when you see someone smiling and they're getting on with their day, you don't know what they've come from that morning. You don't know what they're going home to. You don't know yeah. what they're keeping inside. Yeah. And a lot of the time, if you can wear a brave face and people are used to seeing you like that, that becomes the norm and no one suspects, you know, anything. And for it to be a family of 11 people and no yeah. one to, like, suspects anything and mm-hmm. to have this this shocking um, event 10 days later is is insane. It so is. it took the community by storm. I can only imagine. Um, as they owned a popular store and so because people obviously knew them and they were shocked when they heard the news uh they all ran to the crime scene like i mentioned news crews arrived uh police um arrived and they made it a priority to make sure they secured the crime scene because of course it's 10 people sorry 11 people that are dead in the house and of course people are going to start sensationalizing a story so news crews at the time even thought it was fake news because this whole situation was so bizarre that they couldn't understand why 11 people could die like that in one night. Yeah. They started to make assumptions based on what was said in the crowd. But eventually a video was caught um, of the scene and it did begin to circulate on people's phones. And police had to intercept this very quickly because, as you know, people do love to send disturbing shit on WhatsApp. They do. Um, True or not, they love to send it around. They they do. Um, I don't know. I've t- I've told my aunts off. I've told my mom off about certain shit that they send. Like no offense, but I've kind of been like really like strict on them because I don't know what it is with the older generation. They've all become conspiracy theorists and they they believe everything. You know, they'll they'll send you a video about a unicorn falling on the sky and hitting a baby on the head, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't want to see that. I, I don't. <laughs> I promise you. If you want to believe it, cool, but don't send that to me. No, I feel you as well. And after I heard what happened to that. Um, police officer the superintendent woman yeah. yeah don't send me your foolishness bro if you want to like delve in your foolishness that's totally fine yeah everybody like you can do what you want that's your own prerogative but don't be sending me fuckeries especially when it comes to animals yeah babies yeah. young kids people that are vulnerable elder people that are going through shit i don't want to see that and the way that that woman was incriminated and the way that she was dealt with was disgusting and it was it was none it was none of her fault it wasn't she she caught astray but what you need to understand is is that i think the older generation and this is why i kind of like i'm trying to limit my time on social media the older generation are really desensitized mm. like they could send you a video of a beheading mm. and they've they've watched all of it by the way mm. it could be three minutes long and they've watched all of it and they're like let me send it to my 27 year old niece or you know goddaughter or daughter and let's see how she feels about this. And so I don't want to fucking see that. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Who said I want to have the discussion? I don't want to have this discussion. Do you know, like, like, when you send me, what am I supposed to respond to that? Oh my God. Like, you basically sent me like a snuff. I don't want to see that. Most but, definitely. You know. <laughs> and so could you imagine looking down at your WhatsApp and your brethren has sent you a video of 10 people hanging. Oh God. The youngest of which are, are 15 years of age. 
someone has to get slapped up. Do not ever Don't come and infect ever, my phone like that ever again Don't in your life. Ever. Um, and so yeah. So they, so you know, there was a lot of hysteria around it. People sending videos, people, you know, contaminating the crime scene, and so you know, the police just to say, you know what, we need to lock this off. Yeah. Um. They they had to secure the scene. They couldn't afford for it to, you know, get more co- contaminated than it already was. Or they couldn't afford for this this story to get more sensationalized and you know more theories and mm. you know when things like this come out, everybody wants to be you know, um, Cluedo. I I've already expressed to you my um my issues with, you know, certain things on TikTok and Twitter, like, you're doing more harm than good when yeah. you come up with your theories. Like, it may not come from a horrible place, but what you need to understand is, is that there's a family that is grieving and there's a family that doesn't have any answers. So when you come and you start predicting things, mm. like, naturally, some families may see that, that are grieving and they're like, well, you know what? I did not think of this. Yeah. So let me go and, 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 and see if I can, like add this info to what's happened, but you're making things worse because when they get turned away by the police, nothing's been solved. They're still grieving. But yeah. carry on, my darling. That's most definitely right. <clears throat> very, very sad. It is. Um, so, of course, police have to swiftly start their investigation. They couldn't rule this out as a suicide straight away because of some of the state of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Some hands were tied with wire, some weren't. Uh, one of the older women were hanging, but her feet was touching the floor. Um, one of the oldest members, uh, like I said, the mother that was 80 years old was lying on the floor. She wasn't hanging, but she did have marks of strangulation on her on her neck. Um, when looking at Bhuvanesh, the 53-year-old uh, man, the son of the 80-year-old woman, one of his hands were free, showing signs of a struggle. But the children had their legs and hands bound so tightly with uh, telephone wire and um, even if they wanted to get free, they were not going to be able to. Mm. So it's likely that they were tied up by somebody else. Um, five to 10,000 people ended up trying to swarm this place. News crews, civilians, it was a police. It was a media circus. Because could you imagine? Everybody loves this family. And now two twos, they're all dead. And in the way that they've been found is, is insane. It's given massacre. Yeah. Mm. So it was just too much was going on. So, of course, the first thing that police start to do as well is then look at the CCTV. So they go through it frame by frame, look around the area, and they start to find very eerie evidence of what may have happened. So on the 28th of June, which would have been three days, yeah, three days before um, the, the deaths, mm-hmm. uh, Tina, 43, and her son Shivam, 15 year old, bought four new stools for, and you can see them they, they, in this documentary, you can see them literally taking the stools and they're walking into um, the house with these stools. Mm. Then two days later on the 30th, they also see that Tina and Nitu are seen carrying more stools from the market, while Shivam is then um, walking behind them and he's uh, seen taking a bundle of plastic wires from the plywood shop. Um, and then, because obviously the plywood shop is obviously next to their home. I think they live above the shops. Mm. Um, and you can see that he goes in, like, you know, under the um, the metal... What's that thing that comes down? What's that thing that comes the down? The shutters. The shutters, that's right. You can see that he opens the shutters, he goes in, he goes and gets the plastic wires, and you can see him come out, he shuts the the shutters and then goes into his house and that's around 10 45 mm. uh, p.m and that's on the 30th so and then they're found dead on the first um Damn. so wait, I don't know, very much. 
much information. Yeah, there's only 30 days in June. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you do that? No, I just guess. Oh. So like, if if I like if I if I type like something and it says 31st, I'm like, mm, this Cindy, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> like 31st of November, I can't do that. I'm like Cindy, you're not really. <laughs> I can confuse sometimes. I'm sorry. Basically, yeah. what I do, yeah. So if you get your knuckles, yeah, and then you go from like one side of your knuckles, so you go January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Where your actual knuckles are, those are the ones that have um 31 days in it. So why did you do June, July? And then the where the knuckle? where the dip where the dip is. Oh, okay. That's got that's those are the ones that got 30 days in it. So do it again. So January. February. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Then you go to your other hand, your little finger. August, because August has got 30, 31 days. 31 days. September, October, November, December. That's Why it. did you double count one of, the, one of them? No, I'm going in the dip. The do, dip. Th- do that one again. August, mm. September, mm. October, mm. November, mm. December. Okay. So I think you do, I don't know. Okay, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Maybe I'll just do that instead of like just guessing. If, you know. It's easier. <laughs> <In> it. um, <laughs> so on. yeah, so that was the, the day before the death. So within the CCT footage of that night, the only included movement of the family members. Hmm? That doesn't sound right. Hold on. Within the CCTV footage of that night, this mm. is the only included movement of the family members. So then this raised the question of whether one of the family members did it because no one else is seen around this area. No one. Right. You only see family members go back and forth into this house. There's, right. no, there's literally no one else that enters or leaves. Right. So the police discovered 11 pipes protruding from the side of the house, some of which were straight while others were bent. But this didn't make much sense because they didn't lead anywhere. So when asking the man that installed them, they said that they were asked to do so because the family didn't want a window facing others. And they said they needed better ventilation. But police found that this didn't make much sense because these type of pipes wouldn't help ventilation much. Mm. This This began this theory around the number 11 because it was said that the pipes mirrored the formation of which the family were hanging. There were 11 windows in the house, 11 slits in the grates. And of course, this was there was 11 people dead in the, in the, in the house. Mm. Of course, this is just a theory and many found ways to debunk it. But mm. again, you know, like I said, everybody wants to become Inspector Clouseau when it comes down exactly. to these things. Exactly. And uh, in the end, they just put it down to coincidence only. But this also, you know... Um, got very much into you know theories around the occult people within that community mm. community were very much you know investigated mm-hmm. um demonized to think that they would be involved in such a thing like this because you know coincidences and and whatnot yeah it just it just looked like it was too it was too much of a setup i mean everyone everyone wants an answer do you know what i mean like and I feel like that's why personally I don't like unsolved like mysteries. Mm. I don't like that because it's like I want an answer. I want an outcome. Yeah. So I, I totally do understand why people would come up with a theory. Well, why did, would this normal family do that? Mm-hmm. It must have been the occult. Yeah, exactly. So I'll come back to her mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the uh, investigation continued where police searched each room 10 times respectively. And here, this is where they started to find some clues as to what had happened. So... They found documents and diaries concerning the families. 
Police found 11 diaries in the house, all of which maintained uh, p- for a period of 11 years. Okay? 11 diaries that have been like that for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So 11 people is, are in the is house. Is a symbolic thing with the number 11? That's what it people are thinking. Up, it does like, keep popping up. Right. Sorry, carry on. So it, it could well be. Like 11, 11 like murders... Yeah, it, it was it was popping years, up a lot, and so it does make sense windows. why this eleven theory did come up. Yeah, but um, Joint Commissioner of the Police Alok Kumar stated, "We have found handwritten notes detailing how hands and legs are to be tied, and are quite similar to the mani- the, the manner in which uh, the bodies of ten persons were found. Right. They're exhaustive notes, and we are studying them." They are exhaustive because how could... Sorry, they are exhaustive uh, because imagine trying to read a diary of a year. How long that would take you? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of research, man. But let alone 11 years. Yeah, yeah. And so as they read this di- as they read these diaries, um, more things start coming to light, particularly about Lalit. So let's get into Lalit. Lalit was the youngest among all of his siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was always kind of seen as the head of the family and he controlled most things. Right. Um, Remind me of his age again? Is when this the, he, the baby, the 15-year-old? No, when oh, okay. he died, he was 45. 45. He was the one, the, okay. the friend... Um, the one that would go on the morning walks with yeah, the friend. Yeah, Gertrude, that right. was his friend. That was That's why he came to look for him. Okay. So... He'd been subjected um, to head trauma, though, in the past. Um, and as we know... Now that goes, mm-hmm. you hit on the head and it's a brazy. Yeah, it can cause a lot of issues going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had um, very traumatic um, events in his past. Um, so after he started... Uh, so after he, his father passed away by passing, Lalit started showing very obscure behaviour. He had post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk for a year after the trauma. Uh, people believed that he'd actually just lost his voice forever. Um, and then he used to, when he did get his voice back, he used to tell his family members that he saw his father in his dreams. He said that his father had told him to recite a particular prayer at specific times. And by doing that, that's how his voice would come back. Mm. Um, like I said, it did come back and he won the trust of his family members. He was the head of the household. Uh, they believed that um, he was actually used to see like his father mm. um and i think that was the entry point and into kind of what what we think there's the hysteria was in this household right so um oh, sorry i just lost my place someone's really raving outside in it what's with the gym whoa oh yeah because i've got like a big gym outside yeah. in it those gyms are the ones where, like, I wouldn't even bother step inside there. I wouldn't. Those are, like, body-pumping gyms. I wouldn't. You know, you probably try to lift weights and they'll giggle at you. In it? <laughs> Look at what she's trying to do. Wearing them strappy, strappy vests. <laughs> and the tight shorts. In it? Your bum is squeaking. <laughs> ah. Oh, don't kill me. Don't um, kill me. <laughs> mad. Anyway. So... <laughs> Okay, so um, it was around 2007 where Lalit started showing signs of schizophrenia. He told his family that he was possessed and that their father was trying to talk to them. He would speak in his father's voice and almost like a medium for his father, speaking and behaving exactly like him. Mm. The family began to grow financially um, 
after paying heed to Lalit's advice. And because of that, they really started to trust him more. I mean, they were listening to everything that he said. Money was mm. coming in. Mm. Um, and somehow Lalit even won over the blind trust of not only his siblings, but the younger generation of which was a bit odd because mm. when you're about 15, that's when you're kind of, you know, curious about everything. Mm. You know, mm. you're rebels about everything. Mm. Um, and psychiatrists to this day are still baffled about how the kids were kind of sucked into this kind of psychiatric um, event. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And also how the kids didn't speak to anyone about what was going on in their house. Um, I think, okay, so with that, maybe, you know, when we talk about death, sometimes mm. you want to speak to someone else, but they might get odd. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I have a late brother. I can't be like to you. Oh, my brother visited me in my dreams last night. You know, you're going to start around and be like, that's lovely. That's nice, Cindy. That's true. And I'm going to, but if I keep coming to you and telling you that, you're going to be thinking, oh, Cindy, like, I, I don't know what's going on, but you need to stop. Do you know? Like, it's very uncomfortable. It's not like intentional, but it is like, when you talk about death, like to other people, sometimes it's just really like, where do I put my head? Like, that's what true. Do I do? That's true. Yeah. So keep and it a in the house, of, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of teenagers do also keep a lot of things to themselves. That's the other they thing do. as well. Um, they do. So I guess it just depends on certain people's personalities, but for the period of 11 years, is that's quite intensive. Anyway. So the diaries were often written in concern to Lalit. When Lalit wanted um something from his family he'd often get it he had high expectations and ex- his expectations of his father um were expressed through him remember his father's dead mm-hmm. so his wife tina obeyed him and so did the rest of the family mm-hmm. even down to the rules that would happen in the house so where they speak about one of the women in um one like in the household struggling with their given um role Mm -hmm. this would be written in the diaries Mm -hmm. and that all of the entries from everybody in the household was so concerned with lalit that police assumed that it was written by him like every single diary but the handwriting obviously like differs yeah when the experts looked at it they just it it could show that that even down to the third generation children were writing them and discussing lalit so these diaries for 11 years would have been connected to his dad basically it was his dad that wrote them no, it was it was everybody else in the household had had written different. Yeah. Also, I heard that forensic wise, um, regarding things like diaries, that the the experts can check like mm. how a paper, how the papers are mm. to check how old it is. Mm. So like, let's say like someone was to stage like a, a suicide and they wrote everything in a day. Mm. Like, hope like there's experts that are smart enough to be like this paper isn't like, it hasn't been touched like mm. around a certain time of the year. I don't know how they do it. I think it's fantastic. Mm. But yeah. It's very interesting. And there's like so much cool technology to find out these type of yeah. things. I think, I think even handwriting experts are just, it's fascinating. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. It's interesting though. I wonder when the kids started writing their diaries because you got to remember they died at 15. So if, if it's been written for 11 years, who was writing it? earlier on in their life maybe maybe theirs didn't start as early as 11 years yeah that's what I, that's what i think has maybe happened like the yeah. rest of the family maybe were writing their diaries for 11 years mm. but those particular kids were maybe yeah, yeah maybe didn't start writing theirs until they were of age to start writing yeah. you know that's true and to start expressing what was actually going on that's true so in these diaries it detailed that if anybody strayed from the rules set out that the whole family will suffer punishment even saying that they'll suffer a year of punishment at one point um and that that particular year, 2018, is going to be their last. So, Lalit had convinced the family that one last ritual needed to be done. 
God. Okay. But you know, before I go into that, let me just give you some context on Lalit. Let's get into him. Mm -hmm. So, um, Lalit and Bhopal Singh. So, Lalit, Mm -hmm. um, the one that everybody's concerned with, and Bhopal, which was his father, he was was quite close to, Mm -hmm. and who died and who was believed to be, you know, channeled through Lalit. They were from a place called uh, Tahona, uh, which was an eight-acre farm, um, massive, massive farming land, mm-hmm. um, where they originally had a milk business and cattle before um, settling. Whoops, I just lost my place again. Before settling um, in Delhi. Mm-hmm. So I've just lost my place. Sorry. Yeah, before settling um, in Delhi. Um, mm-hmm. And so when they were about to settle in Delhi, they they sold their land to a friend. Um, due to debts and they moved but as a young man like I mentioned Lalit suffered serious head injuries due to a bike accident Mm. and he even suffered narcolepsy after that so he'd just fall asleep um, Mm. as and when Mm. Um, upon moving to Delhi he was attacked at the plywood shop Um, this was not the same plywood shop that they owned in 2018 but I think I believe it was a different one Um, I don't know what argument that he had with the owners or the people that worked there but essentially the aim was, I think, was to murder him. He was beaten severely and then he was locked inside the shop. It was a plywood shop. What and the then, fuck? And then the shop was set on fire. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set on fire. And then due to this... Oh, my days. While the fire was going on, he suffered head injuries again when the plywood fell on him. You know, because, you know, the, the shop's on fire. Things are falling down. Um... And then, because he inhaled smoke, Mm -hmm. he lost his voice. So, that's why he couldn't speak for a number of years. Three and a half years, in fact. However, many believe that this was actually psychological trauma. Like PTSD, rather than actual physical trauma. Because to not be able to speak for three and a half years after like smoke inhalation is pretty intense. Mm. Um, And so, on the run-up to this final event... Um, Lalit's behavior changed so much. He became, you know, withdrawn from family. He was stone-faced at the daughter's engagement. Um, and it's almost like he was foreshadowing what was about to come. So let's get back to... The final ritual. The final ritual. He's challenging his father. And he told the family that they needed to hang themselves in a specific manner that was said to him by his deceased father, Bhopal. Since the grandmother was of, of an advanced age, it was written in the diary that she would have to do it by laying down with her with prayer hands together. The diary also said that they needed to hang themselves tightly so that God would believe the devotion would be real. This is where I'm going to stop. If you believe in God, mm. you know God knows all. Yeah. So how do you think you could trick God? Suicide's a no-no too. You can't bring God into that. Yeah, but... Suicide is a no-no. And let me stop you there. Let me stop you there on suicides and no no. Okay. Because these are very devout devout people, you know. Okay. They believe in God. Okay. A lot. So do I. They go to temple a lot. Okay. I okay. don't I don't do that, but yeah. Right. And I think this is where religion and like psychosis started to blend a bit. Yeah. Because I feel like if you know that God knows all, you know, you know, he's omnipotent. Um, he knows everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how... Me personally, I don't understand how really devout people would start to think that they were able to trick God. So I so with a lot of... um Regarding religion, 
when it's grief or um, postpartum, I believe that they like a lot of people do go through like go into a temporary psychosis mm. in where they feel like they they see things or they can predict things that that none of us can see and because it's an undiagnosed mental health it's just masking that that person's just a heavy believer mm. like that, they're just extremely okay. religious do you know what i mean but in in all like realness it's a mental illness that you know like that needs the, they're ticking time bomb basically mm. and it needs to be like looked into but everyone again they just mask it as they're just devout do yeah. you know what i mean i feel that i feel that um so they wanted to trick God so that they could he could believe that the devotion would be real. However, evidence suggests that Lalit and Tina were the last ones to commit suicide as their hand ties were different and weren't tied behind their backs as the others had done. Almost as if they were the ones that helped everybody else tie theirs. Remember I said that the yeah. kids' ones were really, really tight, they weren't gonna be able to take them off. Yeah. But so the oh. aim was once they hanged themselves, it would be a matter of ten to fifteen minutes during which they would chant mentally, ignore feelings such as hallucinations. Uh, and they kept a, uh, a pot of water outside the house. And that when this when they did this ritual, the water would turn red. And the aim was that they would all survive the ritual by Lalit's father, setting them free. So that's why I was like, let me come back to you on the suicide thing. Because mm. every single member of that family, from what they can, what we can see from the diaries, didn't actually mm. believe they would die by doing this. They thought it would just be a ritual mm. that was going to, you know, go through... Um, Lalit's father, Bhopal, he was going to help them get out of it. Um, and this would, this would, um, you know, just be just another, another ritual. But it's interesting because they also said in the diaries that they believe that this year was going to be their last. So it's a bit conflicting. Mm. Um, but yeah, they would, they wanted to survive this act. Um, and that, you know, the, the father were coming and, and save them. This whole procedure was written in these diaries and the aim was that this ritual was to going to happen at this 1am in the morning and to mirror the way the branches hang from a banyan tree. So if you've ever seen a banyan tree, it's one of those trees, almost like a weeping willow, mm. where it's just got lots of like branches hanging down. Um, and it also almost looks like strings are hanging down. Mm. So instructions included to do the ritual for seven days straight um, and not to stop the ritual um, if they got a visitor. There was there was details around directions um, provided in the diaries um, to match how the bodies were going to be found. Um, their their faces were covered, their mouths were taped. There was going to be cotton balls in their ears. Like they wrote all of this stuff down. Right. And each morning, it seems that each um, member wrote details about the day that was going to happen ahead. Each member um, wrote about how they were going to conduct their life and how they were conducting the life and how even down to how one person in the house was spending too much time on their phone and that that needed to be corrected. So it was very much like an authoritarian kind of regime in the house. Mm -hmm. And the diary led them to believe that this entire family was immersed in a superstition (laughs) Um, and possibly the occult, which I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. uh, witchcraft or spiritual practices. Um, And that's why they, you know, started to get, investigations into um some of the kind of known witches in the area one one lady was even arrested because she happened to be one of the daughters of a contractor that had worked on the house um and they thought that she was they thought that she was involved somehow um and this was because of probably like we said it was due to the sensationalized media um and everyone just looking for an answer mm -hmm, everyone's looking for an answer and it was almost like everybody was watching it like it was a crime drama and trying to, you know, get the next detail. And yeah. we found this and like this, this means that. And it really was 
the fact was the matter was it was this diary they believed that they were going to get through this um whether they believed it or not actually they would believe that they were going to hang themselves uh for this for this ritual to get saved by Lalit's father to prove the power of Lalit's father how devote they are to God, how they how devote they are to whatever Lalit's father was telling him through Lalit mm-hmm. um and that they were going to be saved and they were going to come out of that mm-hmm. um but of course they didn't um and they didn't expect to die um and they did so that's it's it's really yeah. quite sad it is sad man yeah and um in the end after this all the deaths that were done all the deaths that were done the autopsy was done on the deaths um but also a psychological autopsy was actually done which i didn't even know they could do right um to relax suicide but no nothing indicated suicide because of the diaries indicating that they thought they would survive how's a psychological autopsy done I think a psychological autopsy, the way that they did this is, I think, going through the the details of the diaries and trying mm. to piece together the thinking, the events that was happening mm, mm, in the house, mm, stuff mm, like that. Mm. That's how they kind of pieced it together. And through kind of working through these diaries, kind of, you know, seeing what the situation was um, in this house for, you know, all these 11 years and, and how this was kind of like a, a collective hysteria it was just ruled that they didn't, like I said, believe they were going to die. Um, and in the end, police ruled it as an accidental death. And that Dear. is the story of the Barari deaths. Well done. Um, you Thank told you. the story like fantastically, but it's just so, so sad. So very sad. So sad. Um, it's like um, the second, I think it's the second or third episode that we did of this show. And I told you, um, do you think someone could be possessed or are they undergoing, you mm-hmm. know, a mental break? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's come and, full circle. Do you know what I mean? And I've, I've sat there and I've told you that, you know, some people in religion, they, they think that they're saviors. Like, oh, well, this can fix it and that can fix it. And it's like, no, man, you're, you're just a human being. And I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, um, disregard anyone feeling connected to, to their late loved ones. That's right. It could happen, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it could happen. You, you could get a connection. It could happen. But... To that extent, yeah, no. It's really, your whole family it's, it's, and yourself. It's, yeah, it's it's really really heartbreaking. I mean, these people yeah. were educated. They were intelligent people. They mm. were devout people. They were lovely people, from what people were saying. Mm. And it's just it's just something that I think a lot of people just couldn't understand how such a thing could happen. Um, knowing their characters, knowing you know how they would think for themselves the autonomy that they had the power that they had in the community and it just goes to show you just never know what's going on behind closed doors and the way that yeah. you can be influenced by you know those around you and yeah rest in peace to those souls honestly that poor family but it was it's definitely untreated um mental illness mm, and obviously like so. they the only way that that could even have been looked like looked into is when they when they were dead yeah but again it's upsetting. Um, I guess we'll never know the answers. Everything is just thank you. <laughs> Everything is just um, speculation. Yeah. But yeah, everybody wants an answer. Exactly. Thank you for telling that story, Damon. Of course. I I um watched it on Netflix. What's it called again? The House of Secrets. Maybe. Maybe. I watched it I'm on scared Netflix. though. Yeah. It was. It was. It was intense. I mean, like, sometimes your stories are scary, you know. 
I live alone. I like, need... <laughs> please. Like, sometimes your, your stories are like, really Me scary. I need, uh, but, I mean, it's a true crime podcast. There's always going to be a scary story. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay. I do get scared. Like, I scare so easily, though. <laughs> like, Manet knows this. Like, yesterday, I saw the clown that haunts me that I'm really scared of. <laughs> and it's the original <gasps> it clown. Don't show me no clown, Manet. Don't I'm do that. I'm not going to show you a clown. Okay, thank you. But I did promise you that I will watch that video. Did you watch it? No. Do you want to watch later? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this stupid... Let me re- let me read the title of this video so that you lot can all see what kind of foolishness Cindy sends me. It's called... I, I've got a golden ticket. Um, God, you know Amazon loves to do ads. It's called I've got a golden ticket by Meat Canyon. And every time Cindy sends me a, a video from Meat Canyon, <laughs> I just know that it's not going to be anything good. Like, you scare easily... <laughs> And you send me foolishness like this. And the first comment is, I'm relaxed and disturbed simultaneously and I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) Okay, we're going to watch it later. We're going to watch it later. I'm disgusted. Sorry. (laughs) And she did this to me because because years ago, about over, I'm going to say over 10 years ago, but nearly 10 years ago, I showed her salad fingers. If you haven't seen Salad Fingers... It's a scary cartoon. Oh, my God. <laughs> see? 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 Even our sound engineer is like, she's, 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 she's crazy. Like, we were under the influence, yeah, and she's showing me Salad Fingers. Like, I ain't trying to see that shit. Well, why are you, like, send, why are you sending me stuff that... And then you're sending me from Meat Canyon as well, Bugs Bunny, and then, like, <laughs> too much is going on with him. Yo! <laughs> Listen, if you, if you want something disturbing and disgusting to watch... Go on Meat Canyon. They just really fuck up YouTube. people's cartoons. They just like, mess up everything that you thought was cartoon. innocent and beautiful in your childhood. If yeah. you want to ruin your childhood, go on Meat Canyon and see what Cindy's doing to me. <laughs> and we're going to dive into your story. Okay. Hey, guys. Good evening. So, um, I'm going to be doing a case that was um, really famous in Glasgow. Okay. Because it was just a madness. Is it? It was crazy. Um, I want to go to Glasgow. No, that was bad. That was a bad Scottish accent. Okay. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I said that Scottish as well. I would be shaking his head like, what the hell? He hasn't got a Scottish accent though. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> so, he doesn't. I'm innocent. So, um, yeah, this story is literally just a madness. And um, we're just kind of going to like... Get into well, it. Yeah, yeah, we need to get into it. Because like, I just... It's just left me with so many questions. Like, what are you willing to do for your family, bruv? Whoa, let's get into it. I'm okay. excited. Oh, not excited, sorry. No, I'm so, excited to hear it. Though. So this story is about Eva McAlinden, and we will be doing The House of Blood. <clears throat> but even the title sounds chilling. It, girl, it was chilling. It, it was. So let's get into it. The sources that I've used, um, this is an episode of Deadly Women. You know I love me some Deadly Women. So it was an episode of Deadly Women and um, The Daily Record, which is a newspaper, and of course, Murderpedia. So let's get into it. So uh, the story of the House of Blood takes us to Cross Hill, Glasgow, Scotland, which is home to the working class. The area of Cross Hill was known for having a high crime rate, I don't know, I think it's calmed down now, but it used to be, like, one of those areas that was just really, like, you don't want to be, like, out in the middle of the night. Mm. So, um, Eva McAlinden was a mother of one and was known to the law. She wasn't known for anything major, but it was just things like petty crimes, such as theft and prostitution. She had no fixed address and was known as somewhat of a drifter. 
She was known to have. No fixed address. She was like homeless. She's like a homeless drifter. Oh, okay, right. So like, let's say she couldn't afford like the hostel, she would be on the streets. Okay, right. So, um, she was in one place. Yeah. So she was known to have a violent temper and would often get physical under the influence of drink and drugs. Not much is really known about Eva's life. Um, she only just had a she had an only child, which was John McAlinden, who she would often be with when she was sleeping on the streets and hostels. Oh. I know, innit? That's not easy, man. Honestly. So, let's talk about the crime. On the 16th of October, 2004, Eva was released from prison after serving a nine-month sentence for a serious assault. Um, it was minor. It was, well, it was a serious assault. It was like a fray. It, it was minor, but... <laughs> no. It was a serious assault to the point where, she, you know, her freedom was taken away from her like, for a period of time. And um, she decided to go drinking. So she decided to have a late night drinking session with her boyfriend, David Gillespie, age 42, um, a tenant of David, who's Anthony Coyle, age 71, and their landlord, Ian Mitchell, age 67, who um, Eva would often refer to as Pops. As the group were drinking, an argument had ensued between Eva and David. So what the argument was, was that the drink was finishing. And so everyone was kind of taking turns on who's going to go and buy the drinks. And so, obviously, Eva was just kind of like, well, can't you, man, go and get the drinks? Like, I've just got out of jail. Like, can't you guys be, like, gent- like chivalrous and, like, get it for me? And they're thinking, like, nah, like, we spent the peas already. Like, you didn't add Where's no money. Where's she going to get peas from? She just got out of prison. Right. So, I think, basically, she was just kind of like, look, I ain't got no money, but I still want a drink. Can you guys go and get it for me? But, obviously, they're thinking, nah, like, we already got all the drinks. You're so stingy, it man. Up. Damn. Like, so, they, so, obviously, they were getting annoyed. An argument ensued. And um, in a fit of rage... Eva began to stab David repeatedly in the thigh, which severed his femoral vein. Oh! Mm-hmm. She got so annoyed, but everyone in, like, the, the town You're was kind of... You're just fresh out. You're fresh home. They, they know of her temper. Like, so, usually when, like, it's, like, drinking sessions, they kind of, like, try to leave her out because they're just kind of like, mm, are we really in the mood for, for this? <laughs> but obviously, this was with her man, innit? So, um, and this was where he lived. So, obviously... She decided to like, like they invite, like not invited her, but she tagged along, and they were like, "Well, we have no choice in it." Mm-hmm. I don't think that they assumed that her temper would move like that after she had literally just spent so much time in jail. What were we wrong? This had caused David to sadly bleed out to death. Raw, yeah, when in the thigh as well. That is not a it's joke. A femoral vein. She went, like so. Obviously, in a panic, um, Eva had decided to call for help, but not the ambulance or the police, like people would assume. But the help of her son, 17-year-old John McAlinden, and his 16-year-old friend, Jamie Gray. So, naturally, like, the other two people, Anthony Coyle and Ian Mitchell, were thinking, oh, she's going to call for help. Like, it's calm. Like, like, like everything's going to be sorted out. Like, because the guy is slowly dying. So, they're thinking, like, she's going to go and get help. It's calm. But then they were a bit, like, in a state of a confusion when, she, like, her port of call was, like, her son mm. and his little friend. They were just like, this, these people what's are, going on? under the age of 18. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, she decided to call for help. And they arrived in a taxi. Um, but they weren't able to pay for the fare. So the guy that they refer to as Pops, Ian Mitchell, obviously had to come downstairs and pay for the fare. And obviously he was pissed off about that because he was thinking, why am I... He was thinking, brother, I already didn't want to pay for the drink. And now you're making... Right. And now there's been like an incident that's happened and like 
where's the the um the sense of urgency exactly so he paid for it um but john had viewed ian as a witness to his mother's crime as did, as they did with anthony that was upstairs so so once they reached like the flat john had kind of pulled eva to the side and was like yo so what are we doing like because we're not calling the police and i'm not having you go to jail like john was a mummy's boy so obviously eva was just kind of like well we need to get rid of them like they're the witnesses we need to get rid of them so obviously on his mother's command what john had done was he began to repeatedly stab and kick ian in the head jesus um this obviously had caused like the like, the brain to cause it caused the bleeding like on the brain so he was hemorrhaging literally uh, once the remaining witness had caught wind of what was going on, he knew one thing was that he was going to be next. So this was happening to Ian Mitchell, and while Cole was literally just standing there, like, that viewing this, so what he did was he instantly ran into his room and shut the door. Mm. Um, this was when John and Jamie had followed him. Um, they did something really sick, and this is really sad, and I wouldn't want anyone's last moments to be like this. So, you know, they were obviously banging and kicking the door and it wasn't working. And you need to understand that this flat was on the top floor. So you can't even jump out the window. You cannot jump. It's that, that, that was already out the window. Um, and clearly all of the neighbours are hearing that, like, the neighbour above, was. she said that she could hear, like, all of this noise happening and it sounded like a stampede and stuff like that, but she obviously didn't intervene. So what they had done was they got a drill... <gasps> to start taking off like the torches here. What? Yes. Where did, the, did they collect a drill from? Um. So we'll get into the weapons. Like, but the house, the house had had a lot of weapons. But obviously, unfortunately, like Anthony Coyle was just like he was actually just viewing his last moments. Like, oh, and can you imagine just sitting in the corner like of of the bedroom? And you have nowhere to run, and there's no help that's coming, and it's just very like. Yeah, while well, my time is coming. And it's two thousand and four. No one has anyone got mobile phones like that. It's it, Nokia, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's Nokia. <laughs> so um, they used the drills to remove the locks on his door. Once they gained entry, the duo began to beat him severely with a golf club oh. to death. Oh. Yep. So after this, all of this had happened. All for your mom. That, yeah. would, that just wanted a drink. Exactly. Well, no, not just she wanted a drink. That she stabbed someone and didn't do the right thing and go to the, the authorities. Yeah, she instead she's, called she's her henchmen. She started stabbing someone because she wanted. Because she was pissed she off. Yes, yes, that's pathetic. true. That's true. That's very true. So pathetic. it's very. So what had happened after this was obviously Eva was just kind of like you man need to get out of here. So they did. They left, and um, around three a.m., which is two hours after the massacre, Eva had knocked on her neighbor's door. Uh, complaining that something had happened in Ian Mitchell's home. The neighbour was called James Sweeney, and he offered to investigate the flat. And he had entered and saw the hallway, which he instantly called the police and the ambulance. He had described the walls and the floor covered in flesh and blood. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What? And that's how they coined the name House of Blood. Like, it was... They were basically describing it as the moment you walk into the door, you could have literally slipped on blood. <gasps> Like it was, it was disgusting. Like there were there were bits of flesh, bits of bone. Yeah, it was it was bad. Like it was really bad, sis. It was bad. Raw. 
That is disgusting. Disgusting. When the emergency services arrived, Eva did not flee the scene. Let me tell you what this, this woman did. And I'm going to use the term woman very loosely. So she played a dangerous game. Mm. So what she decided to do, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> she stayed at the crime scene, holding onto David's lifeless body, rocking him and screaming. Oh, damn so one. She tried it. She was like, please wake up. Please wake up, David. I can't believe this has happened to you. So, um... It took the officers to physically take her off of him. Like, they had to literally be like, you know what, you need to relax because we actually need to examine what's going on. And if there is, like, if there are killers on the loose that have done something this crazy, you're tampering with the evidence. Mm, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so they had to take her off. And um, that was that. During the investigation, the police assumed that these murders were carried out by men because it was mm. so grotesque. It was so gruesome. And Eva was not viewed as a suspect. However, when asked by the police about her relationship with Gillespie, Eva was adamant that they were never in a relationship. Sorry, did she stab her man? Yeah. The guy that she was arguing with was her man, David. Okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, during the investigation, many witnesses had immediately debunked this claim, stating that it was common knowledge that the two were in a relationship. On another side, John had bragged to a neighbour at the hostel that he was staying at, that he and his brother had to teach a lesson to a man that abused his mother. Okay. So That's he was already going at. So he was he was already cooking up his story. So if they had ever like if the finger was pointed at him, it was just very well, I did it in self defence. Like this man raped my mum. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I did it with my bro. But um the neighbour would go on to report this information to police. So they found it already dodgy. That's how they started to connect the dots with like two of the the suspects because john McAlinden is an only child so when he was talking to his neighbor about this like the neighbor was kind of like aren't you an only child like you ain't got no brother like what's going on okay so um you're amateur exactly so and on top of that like you're, you're kind of bragging about it but then you're kind of trying to build your defense mm. like it don't look good do you understand what i'm saying so yeah. so uh, i thought she stabbed someone else i didn't realize it was her man I'm no like, she stabbed I thought, her, I thought, her partner they came back for the her man and someone else, but I didn't realize she. But no, that makes total sense. She she basically stabbed her her, her partner and she panicked, like she was like, oh my god, like I can't go back to jail, like something needs so, to be done. Yeah, th- but th- this option was the better option. Right, girl. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when I saw, I was like, oh, all right, sis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, darling. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> clearly so, fucked anyway. Honestly, so all the suspects were arrested, and the trial commenced in May two thousand and five. They appeared at the Glasgow High Court. All three had pleaded not guilty and denied murder. So during the trial, prosecutor... <laughs> mm, excuse me. Oh, you <coughs> the hell is that? <clears throat> <laughs> prosecutor Sean Murphy claimed that the victims had been beaten with knives, metal files, a belt, and piece of wood. I read somewhere else that there was an axe involved in it. And um, when they had first... Um, and sorry, and hit with a bottle. God, Cindy, come on, do your do your research properly. So pieces of wood and hit with a bottle, punched, stabbed, and stamped on the head, and had boiling water poured over them. So the what? very the very first victim, yeah, um, that they both did together. Not the not the boyfriend. The very first victim that both both the boys, both Jamie Gray and um, John McAlinden, had done. What had happened was they beat Ian Mitchell so badly, but they still didn't believe that he was dying, that he was dead. 
like they still thought that he would be responsive so what they did was they boiled the water in the kettle and they kept you know when you press the like you keep pressing on the kettle so it keeps getting extra hot so it keeps boiling and they poured it over him and obviously there was no reaction he didn't even groan so that was their proof that he was basically dead sick right sick you know you don't have to press the kettle multiple times just to like prove someone's dead because even if he just did the kettle one time yeah. and he poured that on someone it's fucked i think they just wanted scalding hot water basically you like, need to grow up they don't need to grow up they were kids they should not have been doing this sis yeah do you know what i mean it's just disgusting it's honestly disgusting so um a video was played before the jury showing the state of the crime scene so this had caused like a lot of discomfort to the jurors but what i had also read in a lot of articles was that a lot of police officers that like you know have have been in the in the field for many years when they had seen the scene they were absolutely disgusted Mm -hmm. like it brought grown men to tears like it gave them nightmares i think there was one police officer i didn't catch his name that was like he's still haunted by this wouldn't you be yeah someone took the door off the hinges yeah i think if i was if I saw a scene like that, I don't know how I would react, but I don't think I'd ever be myself again. Oh my god! You know, do you know when you do you know when sometimes yeah, you read stuff on Twitter where it's like, um, I wish I didn't know of of this tweet five minutes ago. I wish mm. I didn't know of this video five minutes ago. I feel like, like you enter a scene where there's just blood on the ceilings, like everywhere. You're just seeing flesh and bone every like. Don't you wish that you could like go like rewind to five minutes where you didn't even know that shit like that like you could even yeah. you could witness that yeah it's just crazy so um <clears throat> what was really annoying about all this as well was that all three of them were in the courts and they just weren't taking it seriously they were treating it like it was um just a normal day in the house yeah they like they're under, all watching tv under the jail yeah they they just thought like it was all funny but what they had decided to do was that like, because they saw the reaction of the jurors and like the police statements that were read they were like you know what we need to change our police to guilty this is what's really twisted about um them changing their pleas though they um decided to separate the responsibility so one would catch a body Oh so one my person God. would admit, I killed this person, I killed that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because if it was all three of them, they would definitely be under the jail. Mm. That's for sure. Wow, so you use tactics like that. That's exactly what they did, sis. So, smart um, though, but very fucked. It is smart. Whoever their lawyer is, I hope he sleeps well at night. Do you know what I mean? I hope he's sleeping well at night because... I hope you don't. I feel like his counsel were definitely telling them that, you know, to avoid this at the third, this is what you need to do. <clears throat> so let's talk about the sentences. Let's talk about them. Uh, Eva was sentenced to life in prison. <laughs> you know, this is going to piss you off. <laughs> life in prison is, in this country is actually a joke. It's a mess. Well. So life in prison is supposed to be 15 years from 15 years. Because 15 years is a quarter, like, of... Yeah, no. So it's a majority. I don't know how, I, I don't know how to say this in words. I don't have my books with me. But fifth, something that's 15 plus and you have to do consecutively would be considered life plus... Does that make sense? Because everyone always thinks that 25 years onwards would mm-hmm. be considered life, but it's not. It's like a life, impri- life imprisonment sentence starts from 15 years plus. I, I can't explain Is it. Is it because 15 years, like it's over half of 25 years? Is that what you're trying right. to say? That's what when I say quarter. That's basically, yeah. 
Okay. See, there you go. Yeah, that does make sense. See, she, see, she wants it better than me. I don't know what my problem is. I no, don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always over here stuttering, not trying to get my words out. I can't get them out. Um, no, you're fine. You don't have a lisp. As long as you don't have a lisp, we'll be fine. Getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises. <laughs> I just find that so childish. How can you have a lisp at your big age? Anyways. God, what can you do if you got a lisp? Something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. I am joking. So, <laughs> Eva was sentenced to life imprisonment, but with a minimum of 13 years. Huh? That's why I said you're going to get pissed off. 13 years. 13 years? Mm-hmm. And how old was she at the time? I think she was 40 something. I should have checked, but she was in her 40s. You know, if, 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 even if you're in your 40s and then you go and murder someone mm. and you get 13 years, mm. you're still goody. You're like, yes, you are. 60 is quite, not young, but. It's, it's, you're you're you still, still gonna be well enough to be well. moving mad. You can still be well enough to be on the streets, probably doing that to someone else. God forbid. Nasty but yeah, you know, you're not really teaching anyone anything by sentencing them for 13 years after being a mastermind behind the killing of three people. But hey ho. She's 53 now. Right, right then. 53. It's not old. It's not. It's like our parents' age. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking okay, no. hell. So, um,. John and Jamie were both sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 12 years. And I think that was because their age had a play in it. With a minimum of 12 years? Yeah. How are 17-year-old kids getting the same sentence as their mom? As the mom? I don't know. But I, feel like, but I feel like what you need to understand is, yeah, with a lot of these um, sentences... It's not always necessary that they do it concurrently, you know? You know how, this, the, you know how the judicial system is in the UK... But I think the only person that, that did their um, sentence back to back was fucking Mary Hindley. Yeah, but she, and she, she, mm, let me not even get she. Ugh, even her face scares me, you know. I I don't like looking at her mugshot. Yeah, her I've never seen a woman so ugly before. I I don't want to see that. And someone told her to dye her hair blonde. It's even worse. But I think you know what it is with Mary Hindley that that irritates me. Do you know there are people that were championing for her to get out of prison? Yeah, people are mad. I told you to go work. It's just always ah, oh, cause it's a woman, cause it's a woman, cause it's a woman. No, when someone's an animal, they're an animal. Just leave it at that. You can't even call her a woman after the fuck reach that she did. Are you kidding? Like no, 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 no. I think it's even. It's like you know, um, the Jeffrey Epstein case. Oh. So I've always told you that I'm scared of women like Ghislaine Maxwell because sometimes, yeah. Do you know sometimes some women enable it and they're like, oh, I was scared. Okay, whatever. I think there's nothing worse, yeah, than you joining in on the fuckery. Because someone has introduced you to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So someone's introduced you to their madness or their, like, whatever sick shit, like, sick fetish that they're on. And you dead-ass looked them in the eye and you were like, I want to be involved as well. Because she's unhinged. She's unhinged. That's a cop-out, man. You're not nah, unhinged. She's, no, she, no, you can be unhinged and know exactly what you're doing, you know? You can. You can be unhinged yeah. and know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Some people are just like that. Like, you're fucked. You're actually fucked. You, like, to go and join in on your man's madness, yeah? Mm. Just for the pure sake that you love your man. Mm. To me, that's unhinged. I'm sorry, like, like you can have all your capacity mm. and still be a fucking crazy bitch. You know, she stood in, she sat in court yesterday and sketched the sketch artist. I saw that. While, while, they, while, they, while they sketched her. I saw that. I, do you know, and do you know what Not I saw serious. it as? I ever saw it as... She's thinking, I'm going to get off this case. Well, she saw it as, you know what, I'm going to be here for a really long time. So 
I'm not gonna pay attention to this. Yeah, Let me do thinking, what I need she's to probably do. Probably thinking, you lot, I've got better things to do. It's boring in here. Like, are you? Do you understand what you've done? She faces eighty years in prison. Yeah, she needs to rot in there, and she needs she to does. bring everybody else down with her. But I don't think she is going to. Or if she does, I don't think like a lot of people are gonna get prosecuted. A lot of people aren't gonna get prosecuted because the people that were included in the madness that they did is probably about. 80% and that's a very high percentage but it's probably 80% of Hollywood not all of them are getting prosecuted no way I'm that's still way for, too much um, Weinstein to get prosecuted is he, is he, I'm sure is he's he been prosecuted? prosecuted I think you mean Prince Andrew do you mean Prince Andrew no I did not mean that oh, okay. nasty bastard <sighs> with his turkey gizzard neck because where's Weinstein now is he in prison Weinstein's in prison he's old in prison old fat guy he's in prison oh okay Just some sick shit, man. Like, just some sick shit. But again, like I said, um, you got to think about court fees. You got to think about um, how long cases take. Because what happened with Ghislaine? Didn't she get arrested in 18 or 19? She ain't got to worry about no court fees. But no, but I get that. But no, I'm trying to talk about the duration of court cases as well. Oh, okay. So she got arrested whenever she got arrested and it's only starting this time. And I think a lot of people that follow trials are very dense. They think the moment they put cuffs on you, mm. you're instantly on your way to the courts. It don't work like that. Mm. So if they were to do that to the whole of Hollywood, are they going to do it individually? Oh, are they going to do mean. it as a, as yeah, a collective? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not going to work. No, and then on not. top of that, like, these people... Nah, let me not even get into my conspiracy theory bag. Anyways, I'm sorry to say Galay Maxwell's victims. I hope someone spits in her face. I hope someone kicks her down, man. I, I hope she gets punched and slapped up. She's a booty woman anyways. Look at the way her dad died. Like, her dad was corrupt too. Yeah, busy. It's in the blood, isn't it? Yeah, actually, I've got... There's a really good podcast about that that my partner put me on to. Okay. It's called Power. Um, and it's like it's called the Robert Maxwell story. And it's about his life. Mm. And then they start talking about Galay Maxwell. And then they also done, I think, it's a series two now. Um, and now that they're doing the Hugh Hefner story. And it's just about these stories about these people that have been in high power and, like, their life and how, like, what the fuck piece was going on. But if you really want to know about the fuck piece that was going on over there, yeah, and, like, inside her mind, you should listen to that podcast because she had daddy issues anyway. I, I, feel like that. I, I don't want to particularly... No, anything that has happened in her past to justify just how disgusting that no, is. No, nothing you will justify received, it. She received, so to me, it. I'll definitely look into it because power sounds lit, but mm. like to me, like she just had way too much money and she had way too much power and mm. no one was going to stand in her way, mm-hmm. which is why she recruited, you know, the less advantaged and, you know, people that were going through whatever issues they were going through. And did what she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she had daddy issues. And how does she know that the people that she was picking up in trailer parks weren't having daddy issues? Do you get it? Like, did you consider them? Man, fuck Ghislaine Maxwell. All for that fucking Hellboy looking man. He looks like Hellboy, you know. He looks like he gives me nightmares, and he does. I don't know where they're like. Oh, is that good looking rich man? Ill. With his big head. His head is so massive. So wham. So massive. Oh dear God. How did he die in prison again? So did he hang himself? Or so they, they're basically, or they don't know how he died. So they're saying that. So they put him. He was in a jail where um, it was a rockdown jail. Do you know what I mean? So no one was really paying attention and stuff like that. The cameras were off and the security guards, even though he was a high suicide risk, weren't paying attention. And he hung himself. But with that big old head, girl. I don't, know how the, I don't know how the big old head did it bring that thing down. But apparently the I hate way that man. Uh, so do I. But apparently the way his neck snapped, like 
they were like, mm, that's a bit dodgy. It's kind of dif- like, it kind of looks like someone might have inflicted that on him. But I again, did. but then again, whoever did it, is it someone that was like, oh, you might bring me into it. That's, I'm the, a uh, that's the other thing. And that's what I think people were scared was going to happen with Ghislaine Maxwell as well, which was this like, we don't want her to die before she can actually bring everybody down with her because but I, I think now it's too blatant so if she was to bring Bait. someone down i think now do you know what do you know what i think would happen yeah if she decides to bring anyone down yeah she's gonna she, they're just gonna make it look like she's crazy yeah that's the thing but you know what yeah we have pictures of prince andrew with his sweaty nasty stinking self with underage gal so really and truly why no, why are we gonna wasn't. he was at pizza express with his daughter nasty fucking you <laughs> Prince Andrew is the scum of the earth. He is the scum of the earth. And Look at you, his neck, if bro. If you want to debate it, Lizzie, come and chat to me. Have you tasted turkey gizzard before? I have, have seen not. What it looks like? I've you seen know, it, gizzard, though. Gizzard, yeah. It's actually really nice. I really like that kind of meat. But his neck looks like that. Just, <laughs> just sagging, bro. I just feel like he would just... You know them ones that are just like... He's just sweaty and I can smell you from where you, you're sitting oh, over there. Oh, please don't. And he's just breathing please very don't. heavy. And I bet he's got like white stuff in the corner of his mouth. Do you know what I sit there and think? I was sitting there thinking, ah, oh, how are you a prince and you stink? But then maybe, you know, you know how the bloodline has stayed however it stayed? Maybe their mentality is still stuck in the Victorian times. And it's just very like, we only bathe once a year. Yeah, no one's checking him. No one's checking him. The only the only rule I care for is Harry. That's the only rule I care for. Mm. I care that he got out of there. I like him. He's, he's good peoples. I like his wife, but he's still a royal in her. <laughs> So, sorry, <laughs> we went off topic. Yeah, we did really go off Woo! topic. <laughs> we went off topic. Um, so, um, obviously, I said that the two boys were sentenced to um, life imprisonment with a minimum of 12 years, and I feel like it was their age that like, had an impact on that, even though that wasn't that much. It was literally a year less than either Macalinden. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the severity of the case as well that could have led to that conclusion. I, I still feel that all of them should have got at least 20 years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, men. but um, they were all laughing. They all found this funny. Um, Twelve years isn't even a long time, you know. Only deep it. Twelve years is not a long time. I've known you for ten years. Mm. Look at how the years have gone past. Mm-hmm. Would you have expected that? No. But um, be old. I know, I know. <laughs> old as shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, they they were they were all laughing as they got sent down on the dock, and this really infuriated um the mother of Gillespie's kids. Mm. Um, the mother, yeah, the mother of Gillespie's kids who... Um, so it was like his ex-wife or something? Th- it was his ex-girlfriend. Okay. And obviously she was like, you know, my, my kids are distraught. They cry themselves to sleep. And, you know, like, this is this is just upsetting that, you know, you guys have created and done all of this. But this is this is the end result. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And slap again, the there's no remorse. Massive it is, a, it is a slap in the face. Like, um, sorry to go off topic again, but I'll never forget, yeah, when... Um, I think there was a, is it a victim impact statement? Okay. And this was in a trial, Jeffrey Dahmer's trial. You know, I don't like that son of a bitch. I'll never forget when I watched the victim impact thing and Jeffrey Dahmer would play the very, I'm innocent, very, you know, I'm so sorry, blah, blah. And I think one of the, 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 like the victims, a member of the victim's family just caught a glimpse of it, like his face. And she literally just charged that in. Like she wanted to slap the shit out of him, but obviously police, they got in the way. So to me, it's like, can you imagine that when he's silent and he's not saying anything and then you're in front of people that are actually laughing and they took the lives of the father of your kids? Bro, we'd have to fight. We'd have to fight. But... You would, you would, though, like... Think, 
breath. Look at the like how furious we feel about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, or even yeah. hearing these stories about Jeffrey Dahmer, or yeah. you know all these all these stories that we tell. Mm. That's how we feel. We've got no emotional connections to the case. Mm. If you heard that someone done it to your loved one, or you're, you've you've affected my loved ones to such a such an extent, yeah, wouldn't you charge at them? Don't laugh at me. Don't Brother, laugh at me. Don't play you'd innocent ha- with me. You'd like, have, don't do you'd that have shit. to put me in jail too. Oh, do you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't face me. Don't mm. look at me. Like, don't even like because to me, I I think whatever emotion you do, I'm gonna get pissed off. Yeah. Don't even breathe. Do you know what I mean? Like whether you're whether you're laughing or whether you're quiet or whether you know you're crying yourself, I'm just I'm going to forever be pissed off because you anything took the you life do. of my loved one. Yeah, anything you do, like you have no right. So. Exactly. So it's fuck you forever. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get an update. Mm-hmm. So John McAlinden was released from prison in 2016, and has he had embarked on a new on a new relationship. So it wasn't really? too long ago mm-hmm, that he had made news for abusing his girlfriend. Oh my God, you see? So he got out, I think, a year earlier than he should have, but he would have been on license. And um, he was placed on trial. However, his girlfriend refused to testify against him. And obviously with the parole board, it's very, you you get put on recall. Mm -hmm. So obviously he had to like sit in front of a parole board, but I don't know if he got sentenced or anything happened. There was really no update. I couldn't really find any articles about that. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what happened with him. There was no update on Jamie Gray. So when you hear no update, hopefully they're living their lives and just staying out of trouble. Hopefully they they can't sleep at night. Hopefully they can't. You don't deserve that. Like, you know, um, John Venables and their man, yeah? Oh, God. Oh, I, God. Actually, I actually hope that every day you wake up, you're, I don't care what age you were at the time. I don't care. I don't care. I hope that you suffer every single day that you that you breathe. Actually, I'm not even joking. Like, do you know the case of of Jamie Bolger? Of Jamie Bo- James Bolger is so. It's incredibly sad. Oh. It's just so. Do you want to know why it's so sad? Because she took her eyes off him for just one second, mm. and boom, just gone like that. And you're looking around, you're, you're distraught and you're going, you're, you're going through whatever you're going through. And, um, your child is long gone being tortured. Yeah. So to me, like, it's, it, not, it's not even what you would expect. You're just probably thinking your child's running into another shop. To, yeah. Like, you or, don't. Do you know what I mean? You, 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 I don't think your head would ever go to the, to the place of I'm looking for my son. And right now and he's been, he's been on a train track. Yeah. Do you get it? So that's, yeah. why, that's why I bring up like, um, John Venables and, um, I can't even... I'm not even going to give the, the other guy's name because I can't remember it and I don't really care for it. I think to me, like, they didn't deserve second chances. That's what I'm saying. You so know, when you're saying, didn't... oh, hopefully he like he's living his life and he's keeping out of trouble, like, I really hope they're not living their life because I feel like I hate when people are able to get out of prison, change their names, and then just live like, their we life. Pay for. We oh. pay for. Oh. We pay for it. If but you get me into taxes, yeah. I'll be there all day. And then, you know, you you know about John Venables anyway, it was revealed that he kept revealing who he really was anyways. Because you're proud of it. To, he kept going back to that side of Merseyside that he was banned from. Like He, like, he literally kept taking the piss on top of the child porn that they found on his laptop. Yeah. Anyways. Because he liked the celebrity of it, fucking attention seeking. I just think he's disgusting. I just feel like, like, babies like that, He's he was definitely, like, the son of Satan and he shouldn't have been around, but hey-ho. Like what can we do? But, um... 
Let's do an update on Eva McAlinden. So Eva McAlinden, when she was sent to prison, what she would do is she would actually start bragging about like what she was on. So like, yeah, you've read about me. You know, I'm the woman oh, from House of Blood. Yeah, like she was, but I think she did that out of fear. Because you know how prison is, you know, everyone's watched prison so- shows and blah, blah, blah. Mm. When you know that you're going to be there for a specific amount of time, mm. like you're probably like, yeah, thought, yeah, I need to earn that respect. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be top dog. I don't even know if they still call it that. <laughs> We're watching way too much bad girls, guys. <laughs> but um, I don't know if they still call it that, but in their heads, they're sitting there and they're thinking like, I need to be rated up in here. So she started bragging about it, but the prisoners were just kind of like, and we're here for whatever we're here for. Like, yeah, do like who the mean? fuck is you? Do you know what I mean? Okay, you, okay, you stab one person in the leg. But there's, there's people out, there's probably serial killing bitches in there as well. But I think she probably bragged about it when she was in jail. So we, we know of her to only have admitted to one thing, mm. but she might have sat there and been like, yeah. I was the one that took the, the golf club and I was, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, she might have it's been true. talking bare shit. It's true. So, and again, do you know what's funny about this, this story as well? Like, we've only heard about what John and Jamie have done. Like, how do we know that she didn't participate in more shit there? That's true. We will never know. They had loyalty the to day, Eva, innit? At the end of the day, they were there to protect her. So. They, were, they were there to protect Eva and keep her out of jail. So, we'll never know. And, um, so, do-do-do-do-do. She, Eva would go on to embark on a relation, in a relationship with this notorious killer called Pam- Pamela Goulet. And I've heard, I've read the story about Pamela Goulet. Now, Pamela Goulet was like this chef um and she she had like she had a drug problem and what she had done was um she had run out of money for drugs and she broke into another bedsit of another girl who was like um a carer that had aspirations of i think getting into the medical field she broke into her home and stabbed her to death and just left like you know the body there and went on to use like her money and her vouchers for a shop to, to do whatever she did they ended up in a relationship so now she's a lesbian with another with another killer with her but i well she was but that was the update that i knew about in prison i don't think they're together anymore because oh, they were together pamela's been released yeah because okay. i think pamela's been released and she's living her life which is really upsetting for the victim's mother because she was like this was so gruesome she should not be out which i i agree with but hey ho and i think eva's out i think she is um, she was supposed to be out in the year 2018, I think. She needs to go under the jail. She does. But as of anything, like, crazy, I haven't heard anything crazy about her. I haven't yeah, heard, she's like... She's out. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. She's released. But yeah, I haven't so much as heard that she's um, done anything nuts. I think she's just kept her head down and that's it, really. And that, guys, is the story of the House of Blood with Ian McAlinden, John McAlinden, and Jamie Gray. Hey, bing bong. Fuck your life. <laughs> Fuck your life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say to Joe Biden right now? What's up, baby? Want to take me out of dinner? <laughs> <laughs> bing bong. I can't stop saying that. I love New Yorkers. I do. <laughs> so I love you they see these dogs in the yard? Just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. They've got a lot of character, those people. I love them. But, um, yeah, you do love a. I love a New Yorker. Yeah, you do love a New Yorker. But, yeah, no, um, yeah, that's the story of the House of Blood. It was really disgusting. Um, those poor victims. Um, I would hate to know how it felt like to just know, like, what's, what's next, what's coming next for you. Yeah. Like, my heart goes out to all three of them, but particularly him, because. Yeah, I guess the first you know, two guys didn't see it coming. I would have said the second guy probably would have seen it coming when he started to deep that, hey, like, 
why why are the, the kids here? And oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's stopping. true. Do you know, like yeah. you know, they were probably getting upstairs, and then they he saw the shifty behavior between John and Eva, and was just kind of like, hmm. yeah. Something it's, bad's it's, about to go it's down. It's so very sad. You told that story beautifully. I have Thank never you. heard of that story. And um, heart goes out to the victims and their definitely, families. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it, it was really, um, must have been super upsetting to hear about this. Because, you know, sometimes when you hear like a crazy story, like, like this, mm. for example, and you read about it in the news and stuff, like, it's just really like, uh, how are you supposed to react to this? Like, it's just, it's so sad. It's so sad. Like, you don't need, like, I don't know how to comment on it. Like, it's just, it's horrible. I just feel like some people just, like, aren't human because I, yeah. c- I can't fathom, like, <laughs> I eat meat, yeah. Mm. And I, I feel funny about eating meat most of the time. Mm. Um, and I can't even stomach seeing, a, like, an animal being slaughtered. Like, I actually can't. Even I on can't. a video, even when like Peter will put out like videos, I just I'm like nah, don't even I can't. Yeah. Even like any sort of cruelty towards mm. like animals, towards like people, I I can't stomach it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like okay, people get into fights and stuff like that, like cool whatever. But I'm talking like when I'm seeing gruesome like bloody like battles with people and yeah. things that people can get involved with, like. Ugh, Twitter is a fucking mess. I love me some Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I love <But> Twitter too. <laughs> I saw a video the other day. There's two videos that I need to talk about actually from Twitter. One video I saw the other day where this man has gone to um, get his son and... He got shot. Yeah, that was horrible. He got shot. Just like that. That was disgusting. Then there was another one that I remember seeing last year. I think it was last year. And I, and I will never forget that video in my life. And it was snowing. And um, these people got into an argument with their with their neighbour in oh, the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, shot. And he shot them in the snow. And, like, even seeing that, I'm like, what the... Like, the way it affects... Like, the way it affects me is, is insane. So I can't even mm. imagine wanting to inflict that on somebody else. I can't even stomach a video. Do you know what I mean? Like, horror movies and whatnot. Okay, we all know that's not real. Mm. Like, but real shit like that and then how do you live with yourself like that i've got i'm a guilty person like my my mm. conscience is the type of person that I, I've, I've got bad anxiety i'll like it'll eat me alive yeah, yeah. um same so how do people live even after that five ten years 20 years 30 years even 50 years down the line how do you how do you get on with your life but what you need to understand is, is that not everyone's built like you and i that there are so many different characters and personalities in the in in the world and you know some mirror others and some don't so the same way that you would react is because you are a law-abiding citizen and you're a nice person. Shout out to that film. What an amazing film. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. What? No, I haven't. Aha! Yes! This came full circle. You wanted to chat to me Girl, that I haven't face. seen The Goonies and The Bodyguard. Cindy face, has man. never seen Law-Abiding Citizen. Bad man film. All right, man. What? All right. Law-Abiding Citizen. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Fam. That's what I was saying. Because <laughs> you're a law abiding citizen and you're a good person, naturally you have a conscience and you're like, this is wrong. Whereas there are some people that are just like, well, fuck has that got to do with me? I ain't got shit to do with me. I'll probably do it again. Some people actually get a thrill out of it. Like, they're like, this was so fun. Get me in a situation where I want to do it again. It's like when, you know, guys, yeah, in the hood, yeah, they have guns. Yeah. They carry like one gun 
and you just see the way they're standing. They're waiting, like they'll be in the party just standing because like, they're waiting for someone to test them so they can use the gun. There are some people that are just like that. It's true. Like they're just very like, like, oh, like push me. I- I'm true. ready. Then you just got to remember that there's many different types of people in this world. Yeah. Many different ways that people's brains function. Like that, you know, you'd even talk to a person, you get into a disagreement. You'd be thinking, how can you think like that? Or how can you move like that? Or how oh, can girl. you do that to me? Oh, girl. You know what I mean? I, even I, now that. And you're mm. just like, how, like, how, you can't relate to it because it's just like, oh, I would never do that. But they mm. probably can't relate to you because they're just like, why, like, mm. I don't understand why you don't think like me. And I guess it's the same type of thing, but on a, you know, an extreme level. Yeah. Why, why would you do that? And they probably crazy. think that like, this is normal. You know, when you get like extreme sociopaths and extreme mm. psychopaths. Yeah. Like, they're probably thinking, how can you not love killing people? I'm addicted to it. Like, I, I mean, love they're it. everywhere. They're, they're like sociopaths and psychopaths everyone always thinks that they're in films it's the same way that people always think that like pedophiles are, are white men in white in white vans with um thick glasses it's not like that no more mm. like they're literally everywhere they're amongst us you think those road men that talk about um how many people they've stabbed and chefed up in drill you think they're not sociopaths why are you talking about something about almost taking someone's life or taking someone's why are you talking about that for it's true do you know what i mean they're all amongst, they're amongst us. And as we get older, you know, I'm not saying that we're in close proximity, but they're not as far as what you would think. They're not on TV. They're not in Hollywood. They're not actors. No, it's very they're true. all amongst us. Like, they're anywhere. We are amongst us. Be safe, people. Be safe, guys, man. Be safe this festive season. I can't believe it's going to be Christmas. Two weeks' time. I ain't even done no Christmas shopping. I ain't done shit, man. <laughs> I just don't I feel like I'm in the festival. I was kind of bothered. Not, not this year, not this year. I didn't really like. I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you. Like I had fun at the restaurant that I went to for my birthday, but I didn't really enjoy my birthday this year. Like, I, like I didn't really, I didn't really feel. Sorry, but I think because of that, like I'm not just really in the mood to kind of be like, oh my god, like Christmas is next. I think so, yeah, because like, our birthdays are so close to Christmas as well. Yeah. It's just like it. It's like a whole kind of period. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's literally like once as soon as our birthday's here, it's like okay, yeah, couple. It's, it's kind of like the time where you want to celebrate. Yeah. So I guess your birthdays do kind of set up how you look forward to um, Christmas. That's true. I had a great birthday, but I still can't bother. I still can't bother Christmas. I, don't, I really hate that you didn't enjoy your birthday, though, Sins. Um, and that's why I wanted to drink with you, but we didn't get any drinks. <laughs> so we're just it's here with the water and the vibes. Um, it's fine. But we will be spending time together over the Christmas period, and we're going to get fucked up. And I can't wait. Oh my god! You know, last year, yeah, me and Mene got so fucked for Christmas. Ah! It was crazy. I think we were drinking from the AM, you know. No, we were drinking from the AM. Like all the way, we were we were drunk all day. Yeah, that was like, one of the best Christmas parents. days I've had. Like it was actually fun. <laughs> we were really blasting like Gregory Isaacs and all this kind of like old school lovers. It, it was fun. It was fun. It was really, it was really, really, really fun. Thank you for allowing me to experience that. Like, you have such an amazing family. I love you. You are my family. I'm so, excited yeah. for what, how we're going to spend the festive season. Um, this might be our last pod for 2021. Is it? Two weeks time Ooh. is the 23rd. It might, yeah. So it might well be. Maybe. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But guys, in the new year, um, we would like um, some guests. We would like some stories. Please don't be afraid to come mm-hmm. through. We don't bite. Manet, well, Manet doesn't bite. I do. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. Now, guys, if you have any stories that obviously don't incriminate yourself and, um, you know, just not too personal, maybe something that, you know, has happened in the past, maybe a neighbour, maybe something that you've read in the news once that, 
you could relate, not relate to, but you could connect to. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, if you can, please don't hesitate. We need guests. Yeah, I'm excited for what 2022 brings us. More true crime and see. It's lit. Um, yeah, and working up to a whole one year of being on this podcast. It's, it's gonna lit. be exciting to see where we've gone. I can't wait. Where I we've come wait. from, where we're going, but there's still got a little was little ways to go for that. So yeah, bring yourself. Um, come and tell us who your deets in. Um, come and tell us. The fuck out of my face. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, you know, your your mad stories. Yes, um yes, don't come yes. in here if you deet somebody and you haven't paid them. Um doing that. Again, yeah, we, we don't we listen, don't come here and say that, you know, you robbed a bank here and you weren't caught for it. I don't wanna hear that shit. I don't wanna hear that. This is not confessions, okay? Like we're not it's doing that. Confessions. <laughs> like we are not priests. So we're not doing that. Okay. Also like, I'm not going down with you. Sorry. Oh, absolutely not. I love this podcast. I love this podcast so much. I love Monet so much, but I don't want to hear about how you got away with stabbing up your friend in year seven. I don't want to hear that. Don't incriminate yourself, guys, please. If you love me so much, would you catch a charge for me? No, I'm absolutely not doing that. Some people are disloyal. I'm just not doing it. Girl, I'm trying to go into the legal field. How can you ask me that question? Are you a real bitch or not? Clearly not. <laughs> I'm fake as they come. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Oh... <laughs> I'm glad because you know I'm not doing the same for you. <laughs> I'm not gonna snitch on you, but I'm not riding a bird for you. I'm not gonna snitch on you, but there's no way I'm doing a I'm doing a, a fucking like bird for anyone. I'm sorry. Um, I really, really want to say this before we leave. What? Okay, guys, I'll be really quick. Yeah. Is it about a bird? No, but I keep laughing. I thought because... it was gonna be the Canadian goose. Oh, okay. You know, I can't even say what I need to say. Just say what. You... <laughs> Guys, this has been fun, yeah. No, I'm say what you. No, say what you're gonna say. No. It's the last week of 2021. Say what you need to say. Okay. Um. Is it because I mentioned the Canadian goose? Yeah, you know what? Forget it. No, guys. No, say no that's it. what I wanted. To, that's the issue I'm laughing at. But guys, um, happy New Year. What? <laughs> I'm Cindy. <laughs> and I'm Monet. Guys, thank you for listening to True Crime MC. We love you. Happy New Year. May 2022 be for you. Hey, get festive, bitches. <laughs>